Good morning, everyone. I'm Pastor Mark. You wouldn't believe how many packs of cigarettes I had to smoke to make that video. <laughs> Did you miss me last week? <laughs> yeah, if you don't like to laugh in church, then you don't like to be here. So, uh, and... You'd think after 12 years or 15 years or however long I've been doing this, I would learn not to say the things that pop in my head, but I got a flat learning curve, so it's all good. So, uh, have you ever met somebody, I'm sure you have, that, that just was like way too excited about something? It, to me, like a great example was when CrossFit came out. And those people freaked me out. I remember like walking around, you're like, dude, you gotta do CrossFit. I'm like, no, no, I like riding my bike. No, no, you gotta do CrossFit. And I'm like, I don't wanna do CrossFit. No, it's the best thing ever. And I'm like, I just don't wanna be with you. I don't wanna do anything that anybody's that excited about because I just, you know, I just like to go through life, you know, and, 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 and keep it going. But, uh, I actually, baptisms, as you probably know, is one of those things for me. Is that I, I love baptisms. They just, I, I tell people it's my spiritual crack. I just, I just love watching people get baptized. It just, it just fills me. Because a lot of times, and this is true in, in, in everything that we do, you know, all of us have this experience. Most of our life is kind of mundane, Right? We go from thing to thing. We do, you know, the thing. You know, I eat oatmeal every single morning. It's not that exciting, right? And, you know, I prepare for lessons, and, and I meet with people and do all these things, which I, I love, and it's part of, part of what I do. But, but baptisms are, are the thing where, you know, that things that, that me and the other pastoral staff and, and you guys, what you've been giving to, and all these kind of things come together, and people stand up and, and say, you know what, today I am making this public proclamation that I am at a place in my, in my journey that, that I want to make it public, that I am a follower of Jesus, and I am connecting with his body. And I just, I think that's such a beautiful thing. In a lot of ways, uh, it's, it's kind of like a wedding. You know, people who don't want to get married and, uh, and say, well, you know, I don't need a, a ceremony to prove or to, you know, prove that I'm love or, or I'm committed. Where maybe, may, maybe not. But I, I can tell you, at least for my wedding, uh, with Shannon, that, that that was an extremely important time in our relationship. That this is a time where our friends and, and our family all came together, not, you know, uh, to be surprised like, oh, you, you love Shannon? You know, it's not a shocking thing. They all knew that. We spent a lot of time together that we had already, you know, uh, committed to one another, but there was something just really special about doing that commitment in front of our friends and our family and, and in front of God and just solidified it. And in a lot of ways, baptism is that. 
that it is the, 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 the wedding ceremony. It is the, the gathering of friends and family and say, you know what? Over the years or, or weeks or whatever, months, that, that my, my love for Jesus has grown to a point where I want to stand up and say, hey, you know what, friends, family, God, that, that, that this is the time where I want to make this, this public proclamation. That, uh, that this has been going on for, for, for thousands of years, and I think it's one of the cool things, and probably in my journey as, as a follower of Christ right now, just really appreciating our part in the story. You know, we did the Passover Seder and, and, and Good Friday and just all of these different things that connect us with our, our spiritual ancestors, that, that they've grown in great importance to me and are growing just more that, that, that you know, Easter and, and, and Christmas and all of these kind of different uh, markers in our faith are important, not because we don't know uh, that Jesus is going to come out of the tomb. It's like, oh, you know, like we know that. But it's important to remember that. It's important for us to share these things together. And that's what we're doing today. But the cool thing about baptisms that I've learned over the years is, uh, are every, is every story is different. I used to think that everybody came to Christ the same way. But what I've learned over you know, a couple of decades is that everybody's story is unique. That every love story between a person and, and Jesus happens in a different way. Some of them are similar, but, but they're always unique. And again, just like when you meet a new couple and you think you might like them, you always ask them what? How'd you guys meet? Because everybody meets in different ways. You know, that, that my good friends, the Thompsons, I told, I told Jamie when I first met him, you know, and you know, you say like nothing good happens after 2 a.m. You know how you say that sometimes? Yeah. Well, he goes, well, I met Heidi after 2 a.m. <laughs> oh, you know, <laughs> that's great. <laughs> so, uh, so if that's not a universal truth because Heidi's good, right? And is they are good for each other, but, but you know, mostly that doesn't happen, and that was unusual, and that was really, really cool, and we all meet each other differently, and that's why these stories are so important. And today, I'm really excited because um, not over the course of the day, over the two services, uh, worship gatherings, that 11 people are being baptized today, which is insane. So, so I'm going to be jacked up on my spiritual crack, so watch out. For me, I'll try to drive safely. Maybe I'll need a designated driver on the way home or I'll be like rolling down the windows and like praising God or something. Uh, run into a tree. Uh, so there's going to be some different things that are going on uh, dur during this time that if you're new with us and you've never uh, experienced a baptism with, with our community, we do a, a few different things. Uh, one, we like to spend time with each person and uh, just hear their story, hear their gospel story of, of, of how they uh, realized that Christ loved them and that they wanted to follow Him. Uh, we also uh, uh, 
it's really important that we're, we're involved as a community. So every person that's baptized here at E3, that our community um, uh, gives them a candle and to take home. And this Campbell, Campbell, candle uh, represents for us uh, just the metaphor of being a light in darkness. And, and every life like this, this candle has great opportunity uh, for light, that, that it's been designed to be a light in the world. But unless somebody comes and lights this candle who has that light, that all that potential, all that stored potential will never uh, be realized. So what we do is we ask people uh, who are being baptized to identify uh, people in our community or in their, in their life who have been significant in their journey and uh, to come up and light their candle. So those are some of the things that are going to be going on today. And uh, in this gathering, uh, Carrie Cook and the Sweeney family, which is very, very cool that the whole family is uh, Paul, Tina, Deborah, Paul, and Rebecca are all uh, being baptized today. So Lori is going to be interviewing Carrie, and uh, then she's going to be coming down and, and inviting people to light her candle and all that. So I'll turn it over to you, lovely Lori. Good morning, everybody. How are you? Uh, like Pastor Mark said, my name is Lori. I'm one of the pastors on staff here, and I get the amazing privilege to interview and baptize Carrie Cook. So please welcome her this morning. See, everybody's excited for you. Don't be nervous. They're all your family and friends. That's what I tell myself every Sunday. That's they're my family and my friends. So Carrie, I'm going to turn the mic over to you, and we just want to hear a little bit about your story and what brought you here today to the decision to be baptized with your family and friends. Well, good morning. Um, a little bit about me. I'm from a little town in Wyoming. I grew up there where my parents raised me Catholic. I went through baptism as a child and um, uh, First Communion. And growing up, my parents and my family really instilled faith and um, a belief in God in me. Um, my dad's mother, my grandmother, uh, was kind of the spiritual leader of the family. And we all went to church with her whenever we could. She lived in another town. But um, as I was getting ready to be confirmed, my grandmother um, became sick with cancer. And after a long battle, passed away. And through all of that, I kind of got disillusioned a little bit with um, not God so much, but as religion. And I refused to be confirmed. So for me, I kind of missed out on that opportunity to publicly say, God, I believe in you, and Jesus Christ, you are my Savior. So that being said, I kind of stopped going to church for a good number of years and eventually moved down here to Florida to Tallahassee and just felt like something was missing. And um, after a couple of years down here, I started attending another church here in town, very similar to E3, and went for several years, joined, and after some personal changes in my life, um, I left that church. And after that, I met my current husband, Daniel, and we began feeling like we needed to find a spiritual home. And we came to E3, uh, tried it out once together. He uh, works every other weekend. So the second time I came, 
I had to come by myself. And that's a little intimidating, a little bit. And I came, it was back when the church was over at the old location. And the reason Lori's here today, one of the biggest reasons, not the only reason, is that I walked in and within five minutes she started talking to me and ended up sitting with me through the service and really made me feel like, wow, this is, this is a place I could call home. So we continue to come, and it's been a little over probably three years now that we've been coming regularly, and I started plugging into the women's ministry here um, that really made me realize what an amazing support system of truly caring people that are here. And because now I really realize I missed out on an opportunity to publicly say everything that I could have said at my confirmation, I'm here today to be baptized. That's awesome. That's a great story. I'm so glad that I happened to be the one who spent that, that gathering with you, but I, I hope that other people have experienced that with other people in our community. We recognize that that's something that's really important. It is difficult to walk in here by yourself. And so um, if, if, uh, if anybody's here by themselves today, I hope, you'll, I hope so, one of the, uh, of the regular E3ers will seek them out and make them feel welcome because it's obviously important. So, so Carrie, as you sit here today, do you proclaim Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Awesome. Yeah, you can clap for that. So one of the things that we, um, that we like to do here, like Pastor Mark said, is we like to um, have people who have been significant in your journey come up and light your candle. And we, we know you have some people you want to invite up, right? I do. I would like to invite my parents for instilling that faith in me and to really giving me that boost that I needed as a child and also my husband for continuing to be that spiritual leader. Awesome. We're going to make our way down the stairs. If you guys would come up and go ahead and light our candle. So Pastor Mark is going to help me um, so that I don't drown my dear friend Carrie, um, because clearly I'm height challenged and don't have a lot of leverage leaning over the baptismal. So thank you, Pastor Mark. Well, I'm Dan. I'm another one of the pastors here. And um, this is a little bit different for, for some of you that have seen baptisms around E3 before. You're like, why are so many people on stage right here? Um, and, and this, when I, when I started having conversations with the Sweeney family here, um, this, this section of scripture in, in Acts chapter 16 really popped out at me. And it's where Paul is on a missionary journey and he's traveling around and he comes to Philippi and he is imprisoned for, for sharing the gospel. And while they're there, um, in, in the middle of the night, they're, they're singing praises, and this earthquake comes and, and opens the door, and the, the jailer believes that everybody has escaped, okay? And so the jailer is, is there, and, and he is about to take his own life because he knows that the consequence for for losing prisoners in, in that Roman culture was going to be far worse than if he took his own life. And so as he's there with the sword, Paul comes up and, and says, hey, no, we're, we're all here. Like, we haven't, we haven't left. And, and what you're experiencing is the power of God here. That's what's happening. God is here. God is in control. And he asked this question, you know, what must I do to be saved? 
And this is what happens. Um, they replied, believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved along with everyone in your household. And they shared the word of the Lord with him and with all who lived in his household. And then that night, he takes them back to his own home, the jailer's home, clean up their wounds because they've been beaten. And as they're going through this whole process, indeed, everyone in the household believed in Jesus and they were all immediately baptized. He and his ha entire household rejoiced because they all believed in God. And as I was having conversations with the, with the Sweeney family, um, Paul Sr., Paul Jr., um, Michael, Tina, Deborah, and Rebecca, um, I was just amazed at, at, at what was going on in their family. Michael's actually the one, he came up to me a few months ago. He, I'm always looking for a catalyst with baptisms. And he's the first one that said, hey, I want to be baptized. You know, when can I get baptized? I'm like, that's it. Now we'll, now we'll start the community conversation. And 11 people, you know, just jumped on board with this, you know. Um, but what we want to do is just give you a, a couple minutes each on this, this family journey. This isn't your whole family, but as many members of your family here who, who are kind of experiencing this renewal at the same time. And um, Tina, you have, the, you have the mic. Just put it right up to your chin there. And just what brings you today to the point of wanting to be baptized? Well, me like Carrie, I was raised in the Catholic Church my whole life. Went to church three days a week. Uh, but then... I, uh, after I got married, and I had some very bad things go on in my life, and I have to admit I was, I was angry with God, and it kind of pulled me away from the church for quite a while, and I came to find that I just was empty inside, and uh, I started searching, and I just knew I could not handle this on my own. And I came to talk to Pastor Dan. My nephew Michael had brought us here to this church. And after talking with Pastor Dan and all, I just, I knew I needed something in my life and I could not deal with what I was dealing with on my own. And I needed God in my life. And once I accepted God into my heart, I just, I felt like I could forgive the people that had hurt me and get on with my life and I've just I've been happy ever since I've, I've just I'm I feel like E3 is my home I was accepted greatly by everyone here at E3 and I do I, I feel home I'm at home here and I just I want to turn my life over to God I'm ready awesome so as you sit here today do you proclaim Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior yes I do all right Sometimes those, these stories of God's faithfulness take a, a long time to unfold, and I don't think I'm giving anything away or, or violating your confidence um, in saying that like that was a 28-year journey for Tina, of uh, just really wrestling with um, with the anger and and like to be able to just uh, I remember the one of the conversations we had, you're just like I'm I'm free, I'm I'm joyful now, I'm happy, and just experiencing that peace. It's beautiful. Uh, um, I'm sorry, are there, are there people that you would like to light your candle? Yes. Go ahead. I have two of my very best friends in the world, Lisa Harvey and Kathy Cantrell. They have been with me through thick and thin. They know my good and my bad, and they still love me anyway. <laughs> and my nephew, Michael, who I dearly love, and very I'd like good. them to light my candles. All right. We'll have them uh, come up a little bit later. Okay. Deborah. 
Yes. You're going to make it. You're going to be okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Hopefully. No. So, so tell us a little bit about your journey, uh, what's going on, and why you want to be baptized today. I'm the emotional one. Sorry. <laughs> no apology needed. Um, I was raised a as a Jehovah's Witness until I was 13. And um, then my father passed away. I kind of disassociated myself with um, the church and, and anything that had to do with spirituality in general. It wasn't something I talked about. It wasn't something that I dealt with. I just kind of pushed it aside. It wasn't something I needed to worry about until I got married to my husband, Paul, and we have our children. Um, it didn't seem real important. And then we started attending E3 when it was at its previous location. And we attended for a little while, and then we stopped again. And we've been through quite a bit. There have been a lot of ups and downs in our relationship. And um, we've just gotten to a point where I believe that we've gotten better since we've started attending here. And I'm ready to say, you know, I, I'm done with our old ways. Hmm. Beautiful. So as you sit here today, do you proclaim Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? I do. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Right. Are there people that you would like to light your candle? Yes, actually. Um, I would like for my mother and father-in-law to light one. Um, our two children, uh, JP and uh, Becca. And then I'd actually like for you, Pastor Dan, to light okay. the third. Okay. Thank you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Very good. Are you ready, Rebecca? I guess. Okay. Um... <laughs> <laughs> um like my mom said, we attended E3 for a little while when it was at its previous location. And we did that until I was about eight, I think. And then we stopped going for, like, reasons I wasn't sure of. But even after that, we still had some form of a God in our life. Mm -hmm. But it just kind of got pushed to the side. And I went through a lot, um, a lot of family issues. And then when I was about uh, 13 or 14... Um, I was at a point where I didn't feel like this was worth living, and I started self-harming. I was cutting, and it just kind of completely steered me in a wrong path. And then I got into an emotionally abusive relationship with a guy and that made it even worse. Um, it got to the point where I was ready to commit suicide. And then about January, during the talks and series, we started coming back to church. And I think it was about the second week of the In the Garden series when Pastor Eric was teaching. And... Um, he started talking about the struggles that, and all of that, and I got, I don't know, I took something away from that, and then the night after, um, I prayed, not my will, but yours be done, and now I'm here, I'm in a so much better place, 
and I just feel like I'm ready to not go through all of this without having some kind of form of a God, and I'm mm. ready. So as you sit here today, do you proclaim Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? I do. And who would you like to light your candle? Um, I would actually like my grandparents, my mom and dad, and my Aunt Michelle. All right, very good. One of the one of the pieces of uh, let's have Michael go next, and we'll work our way back down. One of the pieces that I don't want, want us to miss this morning is just the the need that all of us, you know, three generations here, um, not just as a family, but three generations saying we need Christ, and um, to just put an exclamation point if, if it's even necessary on Rebecca's story is just the next generation needs us to love them. They need us, okay? And if, if we aren't taking care of our student ministry and our children's ministry and just loving these kids, then, then we're missing out on God's design for family. And so I just want to encourage you guys and challenge you guys. Let's take care of our, of our kids, okay? Michael would Tell us a little bit of, of your story, just uh, what brought you to this place of wanting to be baptized. Well, um, I was introduced at, uh, to Christianity at a young age. Um, my uh, cousin Jessica used to attend this church um, when it was at its old location, and uh, she kind of invited me to, you know, come and be part of service and stuff like that. And, um, you know, I went and I, I saw her get baptized, and, you know, it made me, you know, kind of want to look into it a little bit more and grow with the church and live a better life. So that's where I'm at now. I'm just trying to take that extra step. Awesome. So as you sit here today, do you proclaim Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? I do. Awesome. All right, we've got the two Pauls, Paul Jr. and Paul Sr. here. Boy, do I hate being so <laughs> Pretty much make it short and sweet. Uh, uh, growing up, I've had a lot of a, a crazy life, done things I'm not proud of. Um, but a buddy of mine, which is actually one of the ones that's going to be lighting my candle tonight or this morning, is uh, he changed my ways. He he got me back in the church, and uh, they, you know, and it takes a lot to get me out of the woods on a Sunday, uh, <laughs> and, and he did it. <laughs> so, uh, uh, just ready to accept it and move on. Awesome. So, as you sit here today, do you proclaim Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Yes, I do. All right. Okay. And who would you like to? Who would you like to light your candle? Chris. All right, Chris. All right, Paul Senior. Well, been losing a lot of sleep over this. <laughs> uh, I was raised Catholic. Uh, we uh, moved to Monticello in 73, and uh, my parents, my father, he all of a sudden uh, started becoming a Jehovah Witness. And uh, I learned a lot throughout the being a witness. Uh, I got married, and I, I, I just didn't want anything to do with it because I got tired of having people slam doors in my face and put guns in my face and everything like that to get off their property. Um, we got, me and my wife got married, <clears throat> went to, uh, didn't go to church, um, 
I started having a lot of hang-ups with organized religion because of, of what I went through previously. And uh, finally, uh, it, was, it was probably 11 years ago, we went to E3 when it was at the old location and uh, went there a couple Sundays and really never got it, gave it any thought after that. Um, about two months ago, I opened my heart and uh, just some amazing things that have happened in my life. Uh, one thing, my whole family's being baptized. Uh, I see a life a lot differently than I did before and how important I need to have Christ in my life. And uh, that's why I'm here today. So as you sit here today, do you proclaim Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? I sure do. All right. hmm. Who would you like to have light your candle? Um, my best friend, Michael Harvey and Tony Ferris, and my wife, Tina. Awesome. Very good. All right. Paul Jr., do you have something else? It's like holding that mic, man. Right. All right. Okay. We've been going through this series, Inverted, you know, and, and we talked last week about blessed are those who are poor and recognize their need for God. That's who God blesses. That's who experiences that, that safety and that security that goes beyond circumstances, that peace that surpasses understanding. And um, so that's, you know, there's not a, there's not a, a big message in a sermon this morning, but I, I hope you've heard the message through all of the stories that people have shared and the story of God's faithfulness. Well, what we want to do right now is um, those of you that have been asked to light candles, go ahead and go over to Pastor Mark, and he will, he will assist you in, in lighting these candles. And then uh, the rest of the family will come down and, and we will baptize all of you guys together so you can experience this as a family. One of the things that I've loved just kind of in watching you guys this morning and, and how you've been sharing is just as each person shared, other family members were just putting their, their hand out on them, you know, and, and just that presence, just being with each other. And that's a, that's a beautiful thing that God has called us to, just to be alongside of each other and sharing our story but also in these difficult times. So let's go down and celebrate some baptism. Some reinforcements. Need some reinforcements. <laughs> yeah. Unless Paul is going to baptize me too. <laughs> All right. Paul, because you proclaim Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Are you going to go? No. 
Michael, because you proclaim Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. because you proclaim Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, we baptize you in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Teach me your ways. I always wear black on, on <laughs> Baptism Sunday. Tina, because you proclaim Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Because you proclaim Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Last but not least, Rebecca. very brave of you to share your story and to thank you for yeah, just want you. to thank you for blessing us with that Rebecca because you proclaim Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit thank you good morning how are you guys this morning like Mark said my name is Lori I'm one of the pastors on staff here and it is truly a privilege and honor to have been asked by Kelsey to interview and baptize her today. So everyone welcome my new friend, Kelsey. <laughs> she, gets, she gets the esteemed honor of being the first one baptized at the 11 o'clock this morning. So um, like Pastor Mark said, I, we just want to hear a little bit about your story and, and the journey that you've been on that has brought you to this decision today to be baptized in front of your friends and family. Well, it's kind of long. Um, so it all kind of started when my grandmother came to live with us when I was, I think, seven. And we started going to the Catholic Church. And 
I never really felt at home there um, until I started coming to E3 in 2000, I think in 2006. Um, and I saw a baptism there and I was like, wow, that would be really cool. Um, and I really wanted to do it, but I was just a little bit nervous. So I waited a while and I kind of fell out from the church for about four years. And then I came back um, this Christmas, um, about maybe a little after. And I um, filled out a Connect card and Dan emailed me and said that he was having a baptism class because I said that I was interested in that. And um, I came to the class and I was like, yeah, this is something I really want to do. And um, then I met my friend Savannah um, at church, or I mean at uh, work, and she said that she went to this church and that her mom was Lori, and I thought that that would be really cool to be baptized by my friend's mom. <laughs> it's, I think it's pretty cool too, actually. <laughs> no, truly, I am, I am very honored. So um, is there any other part of your journey that you want to share just growing up? or I mean, you don't have to, but if you'd like to, you can. Okay. Well, Kelsey, as you sit here today, do you proclaim Jesus Christ to be your Lord and Savior? I do. I do. Yeah, be proud about of that. <laughs> That's awesome. Awesome. Well, before we walk over to the baptismal, um, I just, is there, I know that we've talked about it, and you have some people that have been significant in your journey that you'd like to light your candle. So as we walk down, if you would invite them up. Sure. Um, I'd like my mom, Janice Kane, to come up and light my candle. Awesome. Pastor Mark, I think, is going to meet you over by the candle and uh, help you out over there. The next person that we're going to have um, share their baptism with us is Raven Jewell. Welcome, Raven. Hey, Raven. Just hold that mic right up there. So, um, so tell us a, a, a little bit of, of your story. How, does it, how is it that you've come to want to share in baptism today? Um, well... It first started when I was a little girl. I started reading about war. And I just broke down and started crying. Because um, I just asked God, that can't be the only reason why we're here. And uh, my family we're not Christians. We didn't grow up in a religious home. And um, so as I was growing up, I met friends and I would stay the night at their house and their families would take me to church the next day. I was like 15 or 16. And um, so through that experience, I first felt Christ's presence in my life. And um, I went to a retreat called Meltdown, and I felt the Holy Spirit come upon me, but because it was such a pivotal time in my life, I didn't stick with it, and um, <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> you don't have to be sorry. You just take your time, Randy. Yeah. All the emotional people, raise your hands. Yeah, yeah. See, see that's, that, those are your people right there, all right? You're getting some love, okay? You're not alone here. Okay. Thank you. Um, so... I was going through the journey and I was trying to fill um, a loss of 
relationship with my parents through other people and I went I made a lot of horrible choices in trying to get people to like me and love me and and so I eventually ended up at Celebrate Recovery um, at KUMC for a friend of mine, actually an ex-boyfriend who um, was struggling with a lot of issues and I just wanted to support him. I had no like um, dependency issues that I knew of at that time. And so when I went there, I realized that they had a codependent group. And so I went into the codependent group and I realized that I'm a fixer. I like to go and, and fix people. And I realized that that was, um, kind of to my detriment, because I got fired from my job, and I lost everything because of my ex-boyfriend. Um, and I didn't know where to turn, and so I turned to God. <laughs> and no fear. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> So as you sit here today, do you proclaim Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? I do. All right. <laughs> okay. Are there some people that you would like to have um, light your candle and or people that you would like to have around you at your baptism? Yes. Um, anyone I told to come up, please come up. Um, Paula, we light my candle. And Lisa and Christy, please. All right. Very good. <laughs> All right. Let's make our way down here, Raven. There you go. All right, Raven, because you proclaim Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. The next person that we are going to celebrate the baptism story with is Glencora Haskins. Come on up, Glencora. There we go. There you are. Is it on? Is it? Yep. Yeah, there we go. All right. All right. How are you doing this morning? Good. All right. Really good. Okay. All right. So tell us a little bit of of your story, a little bit of why you want to be baptized today. Okay. Um, well, my entire family is Jewish, <laughs> and I grew up at Temple Israel until I was about fifteen, maybe. And um, you know, I, at some point, I I really. I mean, not really at some point. I never really connected with it. I really always felt like there was something missing, and I didn't, I didn't feel connected to it at all, but um, kept having to go, you know, mandatory. So after that was all done, I kind of dropped out for a while and decided that maybe, you know, God wasn't for me. Um, but after some turn of events last summer, I um, basically completely replaced my entire friend group 
And um, some of the new people I met asked me to come to church with them because I told them that, you know, I didn't, it wasn't that I'd stop believing in God. It was just that something wasn't there with how I was worshiping before. So I came here in August, and the first service, I kind of found what was happening. But um, when I first started talking to God again, I thought he was really angry that I'd left for a while. And my another one of my best friends told me, you know, he's not angry. He loves you. And I really am worried about you. I really, I really want you to try. So I kept coming and I kept worshiping and he saved me mm. in January. So as you sit here today, you proclaim Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? I do. Amen. Awesome. At our last gathering, um, we had kind of a first ever, which was um, almost an entire family, six members from one family on stage at the same time sharing their stories. And it's kind of a stark contrast to, to where Glencora is experiencing right now because her family does not approve of her decision today. Jesus freak. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. These are the stories that are happening all around us. And, um, and we need to let Glencora know that, that she has a family here, that she has friends that love her, and that she is not alone in this. So I encourage you to do that um, today and, and as, as time unfolds um, to share your stories with her. And, and to be able to encourage her. Another piece of this puzzle, um, Glencora is 16 now, mm -hmm. right? Okay, so um, she's 16. Um, I heard Kelsey say that like her story began when, when she was seven. Raven talked about the story of uh, kind of beginning when she was 15 or 16. At our last gathering, we had a, a young girl um, who was just going through some things. She was an early teenager. And, and I just want to encourage and also challenge you, like, that the next generation needs us, okay? God's design is multi-generational, and it is family. And we need to come alongside of these young people and, and encourage them in our faith. We need to have the healthiest children's ministry and the healthiest student ministry um, possible. We, there, there are no limits on that. We need to love the next generation. And so I want to encourage you guys to pray about serving our children and our students. And that's it. All right. So, um, Glenn Cora, is there other, anybody that you would like to have light your candle and also be around you when you get baptized? Yeah. Um, Josh Frazier and Ian Childers, please. All right. Light. Go see Miss Lori and she'll, she'll hook you up there. All right. All right, let's walk down and get you baptized. Glencora, because you proclaim Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit.
the towel. Okay. Yeah, come up this time. Hey, David. Well, I was a little bit shocked that you wanted me to interview you. You're going to find out why in a second. So let's talk a little bit about your journey and just where you've been and uh, our, our wonderful first encounter. And uh, let's just hear about about your journey and what brought you here today. Well, my name is uh, David Bell, and uh, it, it, Dan said I could take as long as I want, so it started all back in 1972, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, that, that is when it started. Uh, uh, you know, I, I had a really rough childhood. I really did. The, the truth is the truth, and uh, I suffered some physical and emotional abuse, and uh, I was brought into the church at a pretty young age uh, here in Tallahassee, University Church of Christ, and uh, I had some really good experiences there. Um, unfortunately, due to my other experiences and uh, physical and emotional abuse, I've, I was in continual conflict with myself and with the world, and, and uh, I learned a lot in church. Uh, it helped me greatly. The people there really tried to father me. I didn't have a father in my life. And uh, it just led to continual turmoil and anger and uh, battling myself and the world. And uh, I suffered some very severe consequences as a result of that at an early age and uh, was incarcerated very young. And, uh, you know, there was times that uh, I knew there was something better. Uh, I knew I was not living the, the proper life uh, and people tried to help me, and God put people in my life continually. And um, fortunately, I was able to get through a lot of those struggles. Uh, went on for, for over 25 years, and a lot of my family and friends did not make it through those struggles. Um, I believe I did for a reason. And God answered all my foxhole prayers. Uh, and I got into uh, Alcoholics Anonymous. Uh, I was living a life of just alcoholic sickness. I was spiritually sick, and uh, I didn't know how to live. Got into Alcoholics Anonymous in 2006, and I didn't fully commit to that. I, I heard God and, and the, the new life, and uh, I made some progress, and I also, uh, you know, ended up drinking again, and that led me to, in 2010, I heard the words that I'd heard a thousand times, but I really heard them uh, that, that God could and would solve my problem if he were sought. And uh, I realized, well, that's all I have to do. And my problem was I didn't know how to live, and I had to have God to, uh, to, to do that for me. So I diligently sought God for years. I had good things happen in my life, you know, and, and I knew previously, I remember in those times, uh, my son is here, and the, I saw the despair, so I knew I had to commit to that, the despair in his eyes. I knew what that was like to not be living right. And... Uh, in 2013, God put someone in my life, and uh, that person invited me here to a 6 o'clock evening service, and I just felt like something was missing, and it was my first service here, and you were uh, 
giving the service, uh, leading the service, and I just felt like a hole in my heart. And uh, God said, well, come go talk to him. So I went to talk to you, and you brought me back there in the nursery back there, and uh, I explained some things to you briefly. And you, you asked me the question, if I have accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior, and I just thought the right answer was yes, so of course I said yes. And then you asked me to, you said you wanted to hear me say that. And I couldn't say that for whatever reason. And I got into a, a, another recovery group, and it's a Christ-based recovery group, and I, I, I went to Clarn United Methodist Church for uh, about a year, and really felt the, the presence of God and some great things, and uh, I ended up not going there for a couple months, and uh, fortunately, I was invited back here. Uh, my friend Jeremy Shaw, I would see him regularly and say, you know, well, you should come to church and bring your son, and I'd say, well, I'm looking for a church, and uh, I'm just not sure, and so finally I did. Uh, it was actually a Super Bowl party, and uh saw him there. He said, well, come back Sunday. So I did, and, uh, you know, I, I I had been approximately 10 times over that year or so, and um, I, when I came back in February, I, I heard things differently. It was just different, uh, and it felt different, and uh, the defining moment for me was uh, August 31st. Uh, it was the last Sunday in August of 2013 when you had asked me that question, and uh, it was the last Sunday in August 2014 when just the, the weight of the world, the, the battling myself, the, it all came down to, to one moment uh, at home alone after a couple sleepless nights and hearing some testimonies, and uh, I just couldn't bear it alone anymore. And so, you know, for me, exactly what I did was I just got down on my knees that I'd never done before. Jesus, I'm ready. You're my Lord and Savior. Please come into my heart. Fill my soul. I need you, and I need help. And I'd never done that before. And at that moment, I saw Jesus standing next to me with his hand out. And I reached and grabbed his hand, and I felt lifted up. I never felt that before in my life. And ever since then, my whole life has changed. Everything, everything I hear and see is differently. Just thank you, Jesus, and thank you, God. Jesus is my Lord and Savior. So this, this is really special to me that, that it was important to you that, that we had this connection. And, that, uh, and I'm, I'm going to ask you again before we, we go... Uh, uh, and, and baptize you, but are you in a place where I can kind of tell my side, or just not my side of the story, but just my perspective of of that time? The the truth is the truth, and the facts are the facts. So I'm here with you. So, when I met you in August of 2013, you, you came at me pretty pretty good with a lot of Bible verses and, and, and a lot of religion. I, and it's not my normal thing to like square off with somebody and like, that's all good. 
but is Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior? Like, I mean, that's, that's not my normal go-to, you know, <laughs> in every first meet, you know, so don't worry. But, uh, you know, I just felt the prompting of the Holy Spirit, like, here's a, here's, here's a guy who, who knows all the answers, probably knows the Bible as good or better than me, and, uh, but I just, I didn't sense that in you, and I just felt that the Holy Spirit was like, you know what, you need to ask him, you know, that's good, all that knowledge, but, but am I, Jesus, David's Lord and Savior. And, I, and Dan told me that you wanted me to talk to me because you, you left the church that day kind of angry, right, at me. Yes, I, I, I did. I had a resentment at you for asking me a question that I couldn't or wasn't able to answer because I had not done that yet. And I want to tell you that that was very out of character for for me, and that wasn't me asking you that question. I truly believe every so often that the Holy Spirit really speaks through me, and I, I allow Him to. And I want to let you know that I believe that that was the Holy Spirit. That was Jesus asking you that question the day. That day, are am I your Lord and Savior? And and I'm sorry. For if if that was difficult, but I am so excited that you are here today, and uh, I'm excited to to ask you who your Lord and Savior is as you sit here today. Jesus is my Lord and Savior, and I'm forgiven. I'm so grateful. And the question that you asked me was the most important question I'd ever been asked, and I never forgot that. So thank you for asking me that, Mark. Is there anyone here who's been significant in your journey that you would like to light your candle? There's many people that have been significant in my journey. and uh, My son is someone that's significant in my journey. Uh, I would like Jeremy to light the candle for me because he continued. I, wouldn't, I don't know if I'd be sitting here if he wouldn't have continued to just invite me to church every time he saw me and say, bring your son. And now my son is here with me and uh, comes almost every Sunday. And I have my mother and my sister here with me and some friends. And anyone that wants to come join me around me while I'm being baptized, I would love for anyone to, to come and join me. I would consider it an honor, and I'm just so grateful to be here. And uh, thank God. Fantastic. So, great. David, because you proclaim Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.